Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. I'm joined today by Ruth Ann Cunningham, who is one of Ireland's best music talents, Grammy nominated, chart topping, multi award winning, you name it. Ruth Ann has penned hits for none other than JoJo, Britney, John Legend, One Direction, Niall Horn, the list goes on. She is keeping us all loved up with her latest music release. And of course, she's after getting engaged herself over the last few months. And I'm so delighted that she's here to chat about her wedding planning journey today. Ruth Ann, you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That was such a lovely introduction. The whistle stop tour of um of a long legacy of of all sorts of amazing achievements. Thank you. Yeah, when you put it all together in one, it's it's like wow, well, it's like oh wow, it sounds amazing, but it's over a span of a long time in the music industry. So I it's know. definitely been a roller coaster ride. But it's nice when you put them all together. It's like oh, that's cool. That I've yeah, done I've, that. I've done that. <laughs> so I'm going to jump into the first question. So Ruthann, tell us, how did you and Ollie meet? Uh, we met uh, three years ago, over three, three and a half years ago at one of my shows, actually. So I'd been living in L.A. for eight years and I had decided to move back closer to home. So I decided to move back to London and I was doing like the three month trial of like, let me see how I get on before I make the big move. And it was at the very end of that. I did a show where I was just kind of showcasing my new music that was going to be coming out and uh and he was there so he's best friends with Tom Parker from the from the boy band The Wanted who is my best friend's wife so we're friends I've been friends with Tom and Kelsey for a long time I was bridesmaid at their wedding and so he's best friends with him and they actually are a DJ duo together Um, and at the time he was staying with them because he's from Stoke-on-Trent so they said oh we're going to see Ruthann's show tonight you want to come so he'd heard about me and I'd heard about him but we'd never met and so he came to the show but while I was singing I saw him in the crowd but I didn't know who he was I didn't know it was Tom's friend and I immediately was like I was like oh he's good looking and I was kind of singing and giving him the eyes and singing a few of the songs in his direction and then um it was after the show I realized he was with Tom and then Kelsey came up to him and was like oh this is Ollie and I was like oh you're Ollie and then we just hit it off really as friends for like three or four months because I had to go back to LA and pack all my stuff up and make the move and everything. So we just like, I just noticed him text me a lot. I didn't really think anything of it. Like it was about music and he was just asking me how I was. It wasn't really like a flirty thing or anything. Yeah. It was more like uh, just like getting to know me, but very consistent. And then, you know, when I was coming back up to the UK, he was like, do you want to go on a date? And that was kind of how it began. Amazing. And you're together now three years. Yeah, we're three and a half, about three and a half. Three and a half years. And tell me, was there a particular moment that you realised, oh, I could marry him? Oh, yeah, probably. We've been pretty inseparable since our first like proper date when we kind of moved from being friends. Yeah, because I feel like um, he kind of surprised me in a way because he's nine years younger than me. So when I first was telling my friends, oh, I've been just texting this guy, but like we're we're just friends, but he's really consistent and he's really nice and he's really getting to know me. And like it was different. It was a different approach than any other guy has been with me before. It wasn't like he was like, 
I want to be with you, like jumping into it. It was very slow and getting to know me. So we built like this friendship. So then when we did meet up again, we'd spend so much time talking and being friends that then it was like just this like spark between us. And then it was pretty like um, kind of like falling in love kind of very quickly. I'd say a few months after we were like in love. Yeah. And tell me, how did he propose? Oh, he did an unbelievable proposal. (laughs) He basically we love like rom-coms like the holiday and love actually and like we're big we watch them movies all the time Notting Hill you know we watch them all we love them and I love how he loves them just as much as me and so basically he did a whole thing behind like surprise he actually got in touch with one of my best friends Alana who lives in Ireland and she lives in or sorry she lives in the UK but she's from Ireland so he was like how am I going to do this and he was plotting it for like three months I think and I had no idea so basically what he did was he every year like uh, two days before Christmas Eve we me and a group of my friends who I went to Holy Faith in Clontarf like we're school friends and we've been doing this like traditional like hot chocolate night we call it where we do like secret Santa every year we've been doing it for like 20 years And basically there's like six of us and we go to my friend Alana's house in Dublin, her family home, and we sit around and we catch up and we see each other and we, it's lovely. And basically um, during that event that night, the doorbell rang and her mom came in and said, oh, there's carol singers at the door. Like love, this is like the love actually scene. So I walked out and I, I didn't, I was like carol singers. Oh my God, that's amazing let me go check out their harmonies like I was excited your own business and then yeah <laughs> and then I walked out and I just saw Ollie with a sea of people behind him holding up cards yeah. like the scene from Love Actually where, and it says like to me you are perfect you know that so we had these cards and then it was all a lot to register because yeah, I was yeah. like oh my god oh my god and then I registered as he was doing the cards that his he'd flown his family over my whole family oh my were there my god. sisters my best friends we're all there behind him. So I'm like watching him with the cards, but I'm also registering like, oh my God, your mom's there. Oh my God, my nephews and my little nephews were there. So he had organized this whole thing and he did all the cards. And then at the end, he was like, I've got a question to ask you. And then he got down on one knee and he'd recorded a song as well. That was one of our songs that he's playing in the background. So he really, and he got it videoed. He had that um, my like videographer. supremo effort. Yeah. Huge like, effort. Did you register though that he was going to get down on one knee and propose, or are we just, or was he just doing this mad thing? Like, did you know a, he's going to propose here? Well, when I saw the sign to me, you are perfect, and all my friends, I think every like so because so, um my friends were at the hot shot and like, they didn't know except Alana, so they were going, oh my god! So I think they started registering it, which made me register it. But it all happened so fast that I kind of knew as the cards were going on, I'm like, and his parents were there. I was like, this isn't just, you know, to tell me that he loves me. This is obviously proposal, but it all goes so fast at the time that you're just kind of like, you're in shock, you're happy, you're crying, but you're smiling. It's like a whole thing. So it was just like so beautiful. And it was right before it was, we actually got engaged in 2019, like this, that December, like December 23rd, 2019. So it was kind of like the last event because afterwards we went to, we had champagne in my friend's house. Everyone came in and then we went to Kuntarf Castle and we were having a sing song till all hours with all the family and my friends. And it was kind of the last event that actually we've all had together before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So it was almost like, so it's 
such a special night because we haven't been able to have a night like that since. So it was just a really special. He did. He just did. Un, he just did an amazing, amazing job. That is that's up there. Top. That's definitely top five efforts now I've ever. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well done. So yeah. you, you're you're you know, you're just over a year engaged. Have you started to go on a wedding planning journey? Have you started putting pen to paper? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm very um, I love organizing events. I love organizing parties or organizing friends party like I just love it and I find it so much more like in the music industry things are always changing all the time and things get cancelled and it's very all over the place but with events I feel like you book someone you paid to, but like I just find it like so yeah. secure in a way because I'm like okay this is done that's done and I just love organizing fun things for everybody to do together and, and uh, events for family and friends to get together and and social events like that is like my favorite thing and so um, I immediately had the wedding journal and we actually um, went, started going to see venues in Ireland because that's where we're getting married straight away. Like a month later, we kind of had picked our kind of few that we wanted to see and we flew over to Ireland because I knew, yeah, yeah, well, I, well, we thought in 2020, I I had a lot of tour dates in the summer. I was going to be touring with Becky Hill. I was doing festivals. So I thought we're not going to have time to do this and the main time that you get off in the music industry is actually Christmas to kind of the end of January so I was like we need to use this time that we have to at least lock in the venue so that we you know because people do book venues quite far in advance so we knew we wanted 2021 so we were like okay well we'll book we'll book it in advance so looking back now I'm so glad we did because um yeah so we went and we went and visited uh, a few venues in Ireland we picked our venue and we kind of booked it. And are you, you know, say what venue you booked? Yeah. Or is that yeah, yeah. We're doing um Clon William House oh, in County. It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. So we kind of have the full weekend there. And um we when we I had seen it online and I had kind of said, I know that this is gonna be Ollie's favorite. Like I just knew I was like, this is gonna be the one. And um so when we saw it. I just knew, I know him. He's, Ollie is very involved. He's not one of these grooms that's like, whatever, just tell me when I'm to show up and show up. He's very into like the finer Lush. details, the yeah. decorations, the look, the aesthetic. He's very into it all, which is amazing in some ways. And then also, then you have to have the debate. It's, it's not like, it's not just me going. <laughs> we have to have the debates on everything. But, yeah. you know, even on the centerpieces, he was like, now let me just have a look at all these. And I was like, oh, my God, the fact that you care about all this is amazing. And um, but luckily, um, we're pretty on the same page about most of the decisions. But um, yeah, so he came when he saw the venue, he was like, we just were like, this is it. We knew within yeah. like the first few minutes and even walking around other venues, he was like, nope, it's Clown William. It's definitely Clown William. So we chose Clown William. And um, now, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we've had to move. It was meant to be in June this year, but we've yeah. had to move it to um, next year in 2022, just because we have, because uh, we're in the music industry and because we travel a lot, we we have UK guests, his family, and we've US. So we've a lot of international travelers and we didn't really think it, we, you know, especially where the world is at. We just really want to have the wedding that, everyone can feel comfortable and course, safe and yeah. you know have a good time and and not be you know having to not hug and dance and both of our families love a sing song we're very okay. close so and it's no like live just, music at the moment it just wouldn't work yeah no you. yeah no and the music is like the main thing for us so I was like you know what we'll move it to next year but I mean I have all the supply I have everything booked I have the band books the photographer the videographer the food the what else you have the day two because we're having a whole day two thing I have it, it all 
booked. So when I was going to reschedule everything, I kind of just, you know, got a date from Clan William and I just got in touch with all the suppliers and I just said, hey, are we good to just move everything to this day? And luckily for us, all our suppliers were able to make it happen. God, so um, so good. we're very lucky. We made a call though in like March. We kind of said, yeah, okay. We got in early. Yeah, this is looking like it's not going to happen and we can hold out and hold out, but how long do you hold out before you have to make a decision? And then when you make a decision, all the dates for next year might be gone. So we kind of were on it quite early. And because we are international, a lot of the suppliers were very understanding that like we're not, you know, we're not in Ireland. So yeah. we have to kind of make a decision earlier for our guests sake and our sakes. So everyone was very supportive and the venue have been amazing and so yeah we've moved it to next year but we're I'm like I even have my dress it's like very organized you're all (laughs) dressed up and nowhere to go yeah like has has the COVID part of that has that been the most stressful that maneuvering or has there been other pieces that have been just really really stressful or have you experienced stress at all yeah I did I think that the 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 wedding dress you know you always Mm. dream of that moment where you'll have your sisters and your, I have two sisters and my mom and I'm the last baby, you know, I'm the baby of the family. And so it's like that moment that you think that the going to try on dresses during COVID was really tough because I went kind of last year in August when some restrictions had lifted. So you were able to go to the dress shops, but you have to wear masks and you could only have one person with you. My my family obviously couldn't fly over to be with me because it was in the UK. I couldn't go over there to try on dresses. So it was really, it kind of wasn't, that was, that was not a great day to be honest, because it wasn't really the way that you imagine it to be as a bride when you go and, you know, it's meant to be this beautiful day and you walk out and everyone cries. I had one of my bridesmaids with me, luckily who lives here uh, in London. And so she came with me, but it was, we couldn't hug, it was masked. And then what was really, really hard as well was there normally you go in and you try and address and the woman goes in with you and fits it on you and then you walk out but because of covid you had to put on the dress without it being fitted on you and walk out with the kind of not even so when you when you I was walking out to my bridesmaid she's like it it was there's kind of this pause of like I don't know if I like it because it's hanging off me or it's doesn't fit me or you know and then they'd kind of fit it on you so I kind of cried after that moment because I was like oh that's that's actually not not really been a great day and you're in a mask and you know it it was just really not the day that I thought it would be but I did find my dress though and so that made the day kind of worth it because I was like I found my dress and I FaceTimed my mom and I got to show her it and she cried and everything so and in the grand scheme of things it's not really anything compared to what people have been through this year so I can't really complain you know know, in that way yeah as far as like wedding planning goes it did it was a bit like uh this is not the way that I've heard about my friends doing this but and you know the dress is there and I haven't done any alterations so the plan is like next year hopefully mum and dad can or mum and my sisters can come over and see you know see it when it's gotten its first you know when you get when you do the next fitting or the first fitting or whatever and and have that moment then and get out for a nice afternoon tea and just yeah yeah yeah. we couldn't do any of that (laughs) and is there are you planning any special um special unique personalized bits or performances yourself or anything like that (laughs) yeah I mean I think there'll definitely be some special things but I think that's something that will keep surprise you know surprise for our guests and for everything but we're in music so we definitely don't have a shortage of singers and players and musicians and people that are going to be there so 
and I think it's going to be a really special kind of day just as far yeah. as everybody kind of jamming together and my favorite thing that, you know from any wedding especially Irish weddings that I've been to is the sing song at the end when yes. everyone's kind of lost all their voices it's four in the morning and you're and just you're kind still of singing going. yeah you're singing champagne supernova oasis or you're singing you know all these different yeah. guitar songs so that's always the part that I look forward to at a wedding so I just hope I'll be still up and raring to go and raring to go now it's that time of the podcast for cool finds cool finds cool finds You are very welcome to this week's Cool Find. So I have one for you. I think you'll like this one if you like a good deal. So bridesmaids dresses. So I know over the last few months, weeks, I've had so many people just trying to get really nice bridesmaids dresses online or going in store. So what I found and what came across my desk this week was from Pamela Scott. Now, I didn't think of Pamela Scott originally, but I'm so glad that this one came to me. They have a beautiful collection called the Maya Collection, and it's so versatile. If you look on my social media, you'll see I've tried on the dresses. They have so many different colors and shades. You can adapt different sleeves. They're really, really good. But the most important thing for most of you who I know are on a big budget and trying to keep keep it reined in is that they're $109.99. So a fantastic deal. Plus you can get a 10% discount using the code SARA10 on checkout. So it's a little bit of a no-brainer. It's a great deal. So in that respect, I'm calling it a cool find. I hope that helps you. If you had a magic wand, right, and you could have any performer perform at your wedding, who would that be? Like any performer anyone in the whole world alive could be dead anyone who would be the the biggest best performer i've never do. i've never actually thought of that before um i don't know probably um alicia keys or amy winehouse would have oh been God, amazing yeah who i would have loved yeah could you imagine so that? yeah that would have been unreal alicia keys would be amazing because I love Alicia Keys um but yeah I think she'd cost a pretty penny <laughs> I think she'd few, be a million a <laughs> I think that would she, be a cool million out of the budget. she do weddings you know in her in her busy repertoire you know a lot do you know what's crazy that is, is that a lot of them do they do them for very rich people who can pay a million I'm not paying a million for Alicia Keys yeah, love I remember, you I but... remember hearing the story of Westlife doing a few of them all right yeah like yeah it's, it's a big thing People, I mean, it's where it's there's a, a lot of money in corporate celebrity kind of yeah. bookings, but you know we we we're we're not going to blow budgets like that. We don't have budgets like that. <gasps> sure, sure. Look, I'm sure there's enough talent in the room that you won't even need to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose, like you know, the wedding is one part of it, and yourself and Ollie have been living together. You've a really good friendship as you I, as you've spoken, which is I suppose the basis and the foundation of everything. So mm-hmm. the next step. It's going to be a happy marriage. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yes. So, you know, in the lead up to actually getting married, what is it that you find fascinating or the appeal? What is it about marriage that you want to commit to? Well, me and Ollie have always said that, you know, the wedding day for us isn't really like the marriage. Like marriage is we already feel like we're married because our lives are we own a house together. We have a dog. 
you know, we already feel like we're married in the way, in the sense of what it truly is, which is like your best friend, your partner, you know, um, the give and take of a relationship, being together, supporting each other, being each other's cheerleader. We work together as well. We write together. So we already feel like, we don't really feel like when we're married, anything is going to change as far as our relationship. It just is is a deeper level of like, you know, being together and, you know, committing it, the commitment, but the commitment is already there from both of us. So for us, the wedding day isn't so much like, hey, you know, now we're committed, now we're married. Mm -hmm. For us, it's always been more that we having, I think that it's important to celebrate the union of marriage and the union of two people being together with your loved ones and with your friends, with your family, having, it's more of like, for me, we always said, we just want to throw an amazing party for everyone that we love, especially with the year and a half that we've had now where we actually haven't got to spend, you know, any time really with our loved ones. It's more of like having a day where you're just celebrating the fact that you're together and that you have this amazing relationship and you're sharing it with all your loved ones and they're celebrating it with you. And I think that that's more what the wedding day is about is kind of, you know, an excuse to have an amazing party. But as far as it being, you know, what marriage is and this like happy ending to, it's really the beginning of like, you know, just like this long forever union together. And it's just like kicks it off and it's, you know, but it doesn't negate like how difficult like relationships are. And it doesn't just become this like fairy tale easy mm, thing of like, oh, you had yeah. this amazing day and now you're married and it's all perfect and rainbows and unicorns. No, it's like it's a party to celebrate you being together forever. And then, you know, the hard work of actually communicating and being in a relationship forever then is there. But we feel like we've done so much of the groundwork as it is and and especially when it comes to being in lockdown 24 hours a day together and that was already a huge test for every any couple and so for us like we've gotten we've gotten through that and we've realized like oh actually like I could spend like forever with you because I can spend this amount of time with you without murdering each other so I think that like yeah it's not as much like the we marriage is what we already have I feel like yeah and the day is just more a celebration of that the cherry on top and yeah you know you're working in one of the hardest industries it's so diverse so tough and you know being away for weeks if you have to record or go right like how do you stay connected and maintain that bond as a couple when you might have to be away for long parts of of time well at the I mean so far we especially the last year now yeah, you're like I wouldn't mind a break <laughs> we haven't <laughs> been away <laughs> from each other um but there are times where he'll be touring I'll be touring um in the future or there's been times where I've had riding camps to go to or he has riding camps to go to and stuff like that but I just think like we're best friends as, as well as partners so I feel like we have a really good communication we talk you know when I'm away or when he's away like we talk every day um, and we're really respectful of like understanding that you have to give time when you're away to communicate. Um, and so we're kind of just we're just a very connected. Um, I mean, we definitely I don't want to make it seem like there is in the background. I don't want to make it seem like we're this like perfect couple that never argues, but we are very connected in a way. So we yeah. naturally love being in touch anyway. So and um, it's 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 just important, I think, to just keep communicating. I think communication is always like 
the key thing with yeah. being away from each other. It's like, you've got to be good at communicating, even when you get on the phone and you, you might not have much to say because you're yeah. tired, but just even just smiling at each other or sending each other a funny video or anything like that. Like, I think that just keeps us like in communication, just good communication. And do with you mentioned conflict there so mm. do you have do, do you have a conflict resolution style or is yeah. it... <laughs> I think we've had to I think every couple has to work out over the years what their style is yeah so I'm one of these people when I first got with Ollie that I hate going to sleep on an argument so yeah. I want to keep going and keep going until we resolve it and he's more of a like let's take some space from it have a think and then talk about it in the morning. But at the start of our relationship, I found that really hard because I'm like, oh my God, like let, let's do right now. Yeah. And you know it's building I mean? up and building yeah. up. Yes. Yes. And I'm yes. like, I'm so upset. I need, I just need the resolve of everything. But I yeah. think what Ollie's taught me is that sometimes actually space away, you know, just walking away from an argument and having the space to kind of just think about, because a lot of the time when you're arguing, you're not really listening to the other person. You're just, arg- you're just arguing. Yeah. Yeah, and and your head's going 90 and not listening. Yeah, yeah, and you're not listening or you get defensive. And I think that like learning to just like walk away and give it a few minutes, even just like 10 minutes sometimes is all it takes or, you know, a night or a sleep or whatever. And I think that his whole thing was like, I'm not going anywhere. So like, even if we don't resolve it tonight, it's not like tomorrow you're going to wake up and I'm going to be gone. Like we're going to sort it out. It's just good to do it on a calmer head and like thinking about it, whatever. So I definitely think he's taught me that. And I think that I've taught him that you do need to solve, like, you know, sometimes I think men can want to have the argument and then forget about it. Oh, but that was yesterday. Let's forget about it. Yeah. But women like to talk it out. Oh, no. I think we'll, we'll, definitely... we'll lodge that in the back of the head and exactly. we'll there for the next argument. It'll be ready. Yeah, We're, we don't just let it go. You can't just brush it under the carpet. And I think I've taught him that it's still good when you have calmed down or when you have thought about it to have, just a conversation just to be like, even if we say we agree to disagree, just so that at least you've heard each other. And we do this thing where sometimes if we're not listening to each other, because we're both quite passionate and we'll speak over each other and he'll, you know, him or I will grab one of our dog's toys or, or a tea towel and go, okay, I've got the, I've got the, the toy. So this is my turn to talk. Um, <laughs> and then you kind of talk and the other person can't interrupt you. So it actually makes you have to listen and then it's like you're going is it my turn is it my turn and then you take the rope or the toy or the rope or whatever I the toy love is. That. and you go okay now it's my turn to talk I learned that from like a therapist that I had so and um, that's made it a lot easier for us because we're both very like passionate and opinionated so sometimes we have to go okay we're not we're talking over each other clearly and so we do this we hold a toy thing so that kind of works for us but then obviously there's times where we just have a full-blown argument and don't speak you know don't speak for yeah. for an hour or something and we're both so annoyed and like <laughs> we do, I mean I don't think anyone always solves conflict like the perfect way but I think that um me and yeah we we've never gone like we've never gone more than like a sleep in an argument yes yeah and no. and, and I suppose speaking of all of that any annoying habits on each side oh my god I think Ollie would list way more on my side than I would for him (laughs) but um I'd say that he what annoys me about him would be he's very um he's got a lot of OCD about cleaning and like as in our house is sparkling which we need to swap (laughs) yeah which most of my friends are like 
where did you find him? Because Ollie, it has to be gleaming, gleaming. Yes. yes. Um, and so it, that can, people think, oh my God, you're so lucky. But that, but when you're the messy one, that can be, you know, yes. he's that it annoys me how like on the detail of everything he is. Like I can't get away with leaving a spoon with some jam on it on the side. Like as in, you know, he's like, this is, he has OCD about cleaning and recycling. He will, he washes out the, the oh, chicken, the tubs, the, so the tubs dries them. He sounds like just you a know, very so good citizen. <laughs> it's a very good citizen, but it's like, babe, like I'm not doing that. And he's like, but we have to, it's, it, they won't recycle it. And I'm like, okay, I, first of all, didn't know that that was the case. Second of all, how about I just leave him in a pile for you since you love to do that and it gives you joy. So I don't want to rob you of your joy. So I think that like his OCD of, and also in his eyeline, things have to be organized a certain way or it actually annoys him like OCD wise about like, which I don't even notice that stuff. So I think that's very minor stuff that annoys me, but yeah. that would probably be it is that is that he's so uh, anal about cleaning that he notices every little thing that I do that's messy. So yeah, that would probably be. <laughs> so I'm sure his, his annoying habit from you is you're just so messy. <laughs> he would be that he's literally, he would go, if he was talking to right now, he'd go, I am literally picking up af- like not after me. Follows like, you everywhere picking up. Clothes. He is. He's picking up clothes. He's picking up rappers. He's picking up everything. And he sometimes would be like, I just don't understand why you just can't pick up. But for me, I always tell him that like, I'm such a creative mind that my mind is occupied with thinking of songs and lyrics and music. <laughs> that I don't back. know this, <laughs> that I've left the stuff His out. Grammys so. aren't going to win themselves, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm always like, listen, you, I, if I was really like, like you maybe I would be spending less time writing and then who knows where we'd be so you know sometimes creative people are a bit more messy and uh and I think sometimes girls are a bit more messy than boys even though you know like there's way more boys I know that are not as messy as girls but Ollie is definitely a one of a kind in that way of like yeah loving loving cleaning he says he doesn't love it but I truly believe he does (laughs) I just love that Ruthann, thank you so much for sharing so much about your wedding journey. And I'm going to wish you the very best of luck in the lead up and all the rest thank of the planning, you. even though you've everything done. I can't wait to see what you do and all the, the hidden bits and bobs. And yeah, surprises. there's definitely going to oh, be some lovely surprises and different things, which I'm sure will capture on video and photos. Oh. And I'm just so excited. A lot of people are like, oh, are you disappointed that you've had to move it? And I was like, not really, because it gives us more time to plan it. And it gives me more time to get skinny for my dress after lockdown quarantine waist. And it gives, and it means that when we do have it, fingers crossed that everything will be back to normal and we can really enjoy it. You'll really appreciate it 10 times more than you would have, you know, so much meaning to it now. That's fantastic, Ruthann. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.